What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the MCU Reviewed here on the Geekiverse channel. Today, we've got Avengers Age of Ultron. We had a really, really fun week last week uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy. As we all clearly gushed about it, uh, you saw that it shot all the way up uh, to the top of the rankings. But so many questions for today. You know, How much did we like Age of Ultron? Where is it going to go on our rankings list? Is it possible to even have as much fun as we had last week? Probably not, but we're damn well sure going to try. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, as always, my boys, uh, Mr. Disruptoid himself, John Fick. John, you've got the Avengers logo on there. It's a beautiful shirt. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited about this one for sure. Mr. Rashawn Anderson, excited to talk some Avengers here. Yes, I am. I, I, I'm never not excited to talk anything Avengers. It doesn't matter what it is. Avengers, it, it, listen, sign me up. I'm there. Boom. I am an Avenger, actually. <laughs> Done. Get up, get up Marvel Encyclopedia. Well then, breaking news. I'm holy kind holy. of interested to see what's uh, what's happening. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> you know, I was there for just a couple of missions, not not anything major. You know, I mean, <laughs> something right home. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, no, uh, no <laughs> doubt. Read today, but as always, our show is presented by Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic is a division of Twenty Six Shirts. They sell pop culture themed shirts and 26 shirts does a sports themes one as well. Uh, but uh, you can find new shirts almost weekly there at uh, 26shirts.com and 26shirts.com slash fantastic. Proceeds of every shirt sale go to a charity in need, a family in need, or an individual that is uh, sorely in need of those funds. Yeah, you should see some of the success stories that they have. They have raised close to $800,000 for these families and charities and individuals since uh, becoming a thing just a few years back. So check them out. Uh, They're generous enough to be given away a t-shirt, donating a t-shirt from the Fantastic line uh, to our audience. So get in the conversation later in the episode. If uh, you haven't been following along in previous ones, uh, there's an opportunity for a giveaway. So we'll we'll go over that. But uh, first, let's go over just kind of first impressions on the uh, Age of Ultron. Kind of a polarizing film, not to the level I would say we've seen with uh, a movie like Iron Man three, but one that um, consistently takes some heat. I would say, John, why don't we start off with you? Just kind of your uh, base thoughts on the movie here. Yeah, and on that front, that's why I'll lead with this. I think that Age of Ultron is the most underrated movie in the MCU, and that. And that's a big statement because it's still rated pretty highly. I mean, it's it's acclaimed. It's an Avengers movie. People love it. But in hindsight, people always kind of pick it apart as like the, the clear weakest Avengers movie. And they have a lot a lot of gripes with it that I just don't agree with. I think it's incredibly underrated. Uh, I think thematically, not as a whole movie, thematically, it's my favorite movie uh, in, the, in the MCU like, to date. From phase one and phase two, I think it has the coolest theme. I think it, it, it has awesome components where we see Avengers where just in very, very different situations. Like it puts them uh, against each other. So we see them in a situation where they're being torn apart. We see them in a situation where they've created the problem. Uh, and kind of the world is all eyes are on the Avengers because this is their fault. Um, we, it's a very, very dark movie. It's just... It's not really what we expected for a sequel from the Avengers movie coming from that 2012 Avengers. Like, I don't know, man. I, this movie blew me away back then and still blows me away today. I think it's super underrated. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of of the same mind. Uh, I So the Geekiverse existed when this movie came out. We're, we're getting into that territory. Um, and I wrote the review and my headline was Age of Awesome. Because I thought, you know, truly it's a very good movie. It's a hard, hard task to follow up 2012's Avengers. We've talked about the everlasting meaning behind 
how significant that was from a cultural standpoint, how many uh, comic book movie fans it made just by its mere existence. So this was no easy task here, but I think they really largely did a good job with it. I understand some of the complaints with it, but I, I largely disagree. We'll kind of get into that. Rashawn, uh, give us your take on uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, this was a film going into it. Um, I mean, rightfully so. At this point, again, I always liked, you know, superheroes and comic books and Avengers and stuff. But this, at this point in the game with, with the MCU, I was like, I couldn't have been more static. Like, again, you after Winter Soldier, after Guardians, now an Avengers movie, finally another Avengers movie, a follow-up to that 2012 masterpiece. Um and uh, the trailer that we're going to get into had a lot to do with it. But I just remember every day I was looking at what news was going on with this movie or, you know, new casting and everything like that, trying to piece stuff together. Um, I still even to this day remember watching, uh, again, this is how nerdy I got, not with just the comic books, but again, the, the MCU really sparked my love for films and doing more research in the different films and actors and how movies are made business end and on set um but i remember watching the red carpet for this like before like the when the stars got to see it and everything like that like i i still remember watching that just seeing how excited all the actors were but yeah i i like the movie um i for i do forget how i came out of the theater i think for me one thing that i talked about at that time was that this movie threw a lot at you um when it came to action and different set pieces and stuff like that. So I came out of this movie, I think just like, like just blown away from that, from that mindset. We got so much Avengers action in this, uh, which in, in a good way. And I don't remember if I came out of there thinking, Oh, it's better than the first Avengers. But I, I don't remember any of that, but I do remember being pleased. I do remember people around me not liking the movie. Um, and I definitely disagreed with, you know, a lot of takes that I heard on it. Um, but it definitely is the, out of all of the Avengers movies, it is still to this day, it is definitely recognized as the weak link. Uh, weak link, I'm sorry. Um, spoiler alert here. I would agree with that. However, it's not like yeah, it's not the other ones are here. Yeah, it's not like the other ones are here and the other in Age of Ultron's down here. Like, I would say the other ones are here and it's like right there. Like, it's not they're all great. Like, I think we have to, I think that's the thing that a lot of us nerds and, and film fans get caught up in with this stuff. Like all of this stuff is great. Um, and at this point we're just picking apart greatness. Um, but for me, like I do acknowledge that, yeah, it's the weakest Avengers film, but I'm not saying that it's a bad movie by saying that I'm just saying, if you got to pick one, that's not the best. I think it's this one. Um, but that does not take away from the quality of this film, in my opinion. Um, there are, there are some gripes that we'll, that we'll talk about, but, overall solid actually no not better than solid great movie great movie i mean we're getting into the point in the mcu reviewed series here where th it's going to get real difficult in ranking some of these and almost splitting hairs with some of the the middle pack i think like we'll all have our favorites from here on out but um I, you know, it's going to be tough to to say oh is this one better than that one i think a lot of the time we'll agree that you could make arguments as i said pre-show for where certain movies rank on this list uh, this movie did very well, uh, if I recall, at the box office. John, do you have those numbers pulled up? Yeah, we did uh, $1.4 at the box office. It was an absolute blockbuster. 
Wow. I mean, as you expect for the even sequel to Even today's us. standards. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, granted, that's only a few years back, but like right now, if a movie did that, that is very, very impressive. So that was even just a, a few years ahead of its time when we're, we're getting all these billion dollar movies in the MCU. It's, it's amazing. For sure. Um, I want to say it had the biggest budget as well. Um, the cast maybe for like... this movie is 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 stupid. <laughs> yes, the budget was insane. The, the cast for this movie, most of it went to that. Probably also the set pieces. Gee, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Last week, Guardians passed uh, Avengers one for the budget. I didn't see what Ultron was. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But let's see. Let's see if we can find it real quick. Yeah, three sixty five. Yeah. They crushed it by almost hundred million. <laughs> by far the biggest budget so far. <laughs> yep. And I think honestly, if I read correctly, it was more in the range of the uh, four hundred. But there was some sort of tax credit in one of the countries that uh, they just... that they filmed in. I I don't know if that is true or not. I, I would have to research that. But I I believe in reading briefly on it that that was a thing. That's so the net the net budget was what John said, which is insane to to think about as these movies just kept getting bigger and bigger well if you think about the cast um, if i'm not mistaken except um loki which put an asterisk next to that name and what i'm about to say um uh so tom hiddleston there uh natalie portman those are the only two major characters from the MCU thus far um, well, not that all. are still alive. The Guardians that, as well. But, 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 yeah, besides them. But I'm saying besides the Guardians and besides those two characters, asterisk next to Loki, from what I'm about to say, everyone's here. Mm-hmm. Like Peggy Carter in a small way is here. Like even the characters in a small – Selvik is in this. Like it, they found ways to put those characters no, Howard Stark. in there. That's the one I can think of. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Got, but you really got to think, right? Like, that's a, that's a deep if you pull. look at the IM, you gotta you gotta really think. If you look at the IMBD page, almost everybody's there, yeah. um, mm-hmm. almost. And the only reason why I say an asterisk next to Loki, um, this is just a little note that I had. We're getting a little ahead, but just one quick thing since we're talking about the cast, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I remember looking at special uh, behind the scenes stuff for this movie way back when. And in the scene where Thor uh, has his vision in the um, what a lot of people have called the hot tub time machine uh, sequence, <laughs> I haven't heard that. That's um, awesome. Yeah, Loki is was actually originally supposed to be in that. I forgot why he wasn't, but he was supposed to reveal himself on the throne or some. He was supposed to be in there in some capacity, but they cut the scene. They they cut that part for whatever reason. So that's why I say with an asterisk. So when it was shot, he Tom Hiddleston wasn't it. They were gonna put him in here and be like, ah, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, but they they took him out. So he was. You are correct, Rashawn. He was supposed to be in this movie, even just in just a scene. And um, Joss Whedon actually, in some interviews, had been quoted uh, to paraphrase that uh, he was having issues with balancing the ensemble here. Which is kind of funny to think a, year, a few years later what we see in Infinity War and Endgame, but he didn't do those movies. But he said it was a nightmare trying to give everyone screen time and find the balance. And he thought with the success and just like the stupid popularity that Loki had from the original Avengers, that that would have even a small appearance would have taken away from the balance of the rest of it. So I kind of respect that in a way. Uh, but I remember even too, Rashawn, you were saying in the lead up, you're you're looking for like every little thing. 
going into this movie. And I remember too being like, all right, when are we getting the reveal that Loki's going to be here? Come on, we're going to get Loki, right? And it just felt weird that Loki wasn't going to be I was in one the Avengers sequel. I knew, I figured he wasn't. And that was a lot of talk around that time. Like, how's Loki going to fit in? I was one of the people that was like, he's not. He's, it doesn't make sense. He, did you not see Dark World? Like, it wouldn't have made sense. Um, but I don't blame anyone for he was again such a beloved, such a major character. Yeah, you would think that oh he's got to be in it somehow, right? And they, <laughs> they found a way, but they decided not to. And to your point about Joss Whedon too, um, just to talk about him real quick, uh, since we won't for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> like, first of all, obviously, round of applause for giving us you know an Avengers movie to begin with, um, and not not just one, two, but like if you really look into the stuff with this movie, and again, even at the time when I was like looking into the behind the scenes stuff, this movie, like, I believe it got to a point where he couldn't even he could barely like walk on the set, like doing this in combination with the Avengers and this movie really like destroyed him physically and probably mentally too. Just there, there's so much like. Part of what you were talking about, managing that ensemble and not, and don't forget, he was originally supposed to direct Infinity War part one and two um, until they, the, he, he stepped out of that role and then they gave it to the Russo brothers. A lot of people forget about that. Um, so this was a factoring that this man could barely walk on the set <laughs> and that he was at his wits end with a lot of the cast in different ways, even though he, they all loved each other. But again, you work with people in that confined space for so long, you get tired of some people's tendencies. Um, and, and they had talked about that to where the main cast of Avengers used to be like, they used to drive him crazy in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so factoring all that in you and we still got the quality of movie that we got. Um, at least in my opinion, I, I love that. There are a lot of people who believe this movie should be longer. I believe this movie clocks in at two hours and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and when we get to the Ultron stuff, we'll, we'll talk about why a lot of it has to revolve around that. Um, I just don't, I don't, I, I see where those people are coming from, but I don't think it was watching this again, especially I haven't seen this movie in like three years. I don't think it was as much of a necessity, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that specific point once we, get farther getting ahead of myself so we're gonna we're gonna queue up the trailer here um hopefully you're you're uh, joining us on one of two ways uh we are on video form at youtube.com slash the geekiverse uh otherwise you can listen in podcast form in just about any major streaming platform whether that is soundcloud uh, apple Podcasts, google play you name it now we are just about everywhere today if you just uh search on your favorite podcast streaming platform we appreciate you tuning in um uh, trailer time so we're gonna take a step back here and look at the teaser trailer for age of ultron and uh react to it all right whenever you guys are ready go ahead and play it boys i'm gonna show you something beautiful everyone screaming for mercy You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. You're all puppets. Tangled in... Strings. Strings.
the end. The end of the path I started us on. Nothing lasts forever. tone of that trailer is so so different i mean when i first mm -hmm. saw that a couple of cool things about this trailer actually so this was the this was kind of a big deal this trailer leaked before it was ever shown uh ign leaked this trailer a couple of days before it was supposed mm -hmm. to supposed to be revealed i believe it was supposed to be revealed like during agents of shield which was still in its early infancy and ign italy or france something like that accidentally uploaded the trailer and uh, so this was a huge deal that this came out and it was just on YouTube for like a whole day before it was supposed to or a couple of days before it was supposed to. So I remember watching like trying to scour different links that weren't taken down and trying to find this trailer because I had heard it leaked, but I couldn't find it for a little while. And watching it the first time, I remember like, oh, my God, this is the sequel to Avengers. Like this is this is totally super, super different. But I think it works, man. It's it's a cool trailer. And it, it's I mean, it depicts what we got for sure. I yeah, think dude. it's. Oh, go ahead, Joe. They kind of promote like it. It's funny, like being the end of the road, and it's in the scheme of things. Like this was, we were just getting started, so it's kind of funny to see that contrast. But I really do like the dark tone of it because even though it is a, uh, uh, it's Marvel, so it's still light at heart, and it's got a lot of humor in it. Uh, it is, it is relatively dark from what we had seen previously. So that's it, kind of interesting. I did not remember that that song was playing throughout that trailer. Like I barely remember that trailer at all until we we just watched that. Um, I'm sorry, Rashad, you were going to say something. No, uh, just same same sentiment there. I mean, the uh, I guess the thing where where I differ only only a little bit, and just is just by a fraction. Um, that trailer I believe is uh, darker than what we ended up getting. I think what we ended up getting was a little more lighthearted, uh, which, which is fine. I'm not saying that was a bad thing. Overall, I just think yeah, the, the but... trailer, yeah, I think the trailer, this first trailer, again, as a opening, you're like, oh my goodness, what the, what the heck is going on? And I think um, that's where a lot of people kind of take issue with this movie that I've heard. Like a lot of people wanted, and, and I get it when you think about it, like when you think about the original plan, uh, but now seeing everything the way it's played out, um, and even at that time, we kind of still had an idea where we were going post this movie with Phase 3. Um, but a lot of people wanted this movie to be the Empire Strikes Back, if you will, of the MCU. Um, and even though I get that, just when you look at the way the story turned out, you can, are this, the MCU has two Empire Strikes Back. It has sure. Civil War and it has Infinity War. Um, so this movie really had no place to, to be that. Um, I, I get what people were saying. It's the second movie, and you know, in a in a in a very popular franchise. Um, but so that was, I think, that's one reason why some people were kind of taken aback by this movie. But also, when you think about the dark tones, the movie definitely was more a little more lighthearted, only a little bit more than the trailer. 
because of Ultron. Um, the the way James Spader portrayed him, and I love and I love the way he portrayed Ultron, was a little bit more jokey than anticipated. Um, for the fellow comic book fans, you know, Ultron is a robot, and in the comics, he's a, he's that's what he is. In the comics and the Avengers cartoons, he is a robot, and he's just very bland because he's a robot. Um, so they wanted to add that MCU spin. Some people like that. Some people did. And I'm one of those people that loved it. I love James Spader. This movie actually, uh, when I found out he was as Ultron, that actually made me go watch his show, uh, The Blacklist, which is arguably my favorite network television show. And if you watch that and watch this, that's who James Spader is. So it, I think that worked uh, great, in my opinion. Yeah, James Spader is awesome in this role like he, he truly owns it and even to the point of like you can see his personality not just hear it but see it come through in certain ways that ultron moves that are it's just it's his personality it's it's really done well um uh you guys want to get into show notes here a little bit yeah i actually just wanted to to touch on two things that rashawn uh brought up brought up there so while i do understand that you like Maybe it's not the Empire of the series because it's not better than the first one. Spoilers for where we're probably going to rank this. It doesn't It doesn't surpass the first one. I think it did a good job of being the Empire tonally. And even though that trailer was all dark, I think it did a good job representing as uh, showing us how dark the movie does get. Obviously, the movie's not all dark. It's not completely dreary, maybe like an Empire or something like that. But that trailer sets the tone for how dark the movie does eventually get. So I did really appreciate that. And again, I do kind of think that like, we got that first lighthearted, big, fantastical Avengers movie, and this this really brought us down to a darker place. I think it really did kind of achieve that Empire kind of vibe that people are talking about. Again, not as good as the first one, like Empire surpassed uh, A New Hope, but in a different way, I think it I think it achieved that. I see what you're saying, and I think it's interesting. We might have like three kind of different perspectives on this. My opinion is it it almost is like an epilogue to the original Avengers in some way, or like a one B. And I don't even know that I consider civil war like empire, but infinity war definitely. Cause my, my, at least my perspective is empire strikes back is all of our amazing heroes that we just kind of fell in love with. They are struggling to the point of collapse. Like they, what are they going to do? How are they going to take down this evil empire? That's what it felt like for me with infinity war, where it quite literally leaves off with the big bad just looking off into the sunset like wh- how are it almost almost out empired empire which is so crazy to say um but i love that we've all got little uh different tastes with what we how we view it yeah. i think that's really cool because we we're 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 in the same realm but it's a little bit specific once you break it down and i will say that in a a series with 23 films i think you're allowed to have a couple of different empires if you if you need to because it had its, its ups and downs because sure. after after we went down here we went back up i mean our very next film was ant-man right so like uh, the mcu is a much longer time period to be able to ebb and flow with uh, with different tones so i think we're we're all right in different ways something that this movie doesn't get enough credit for even post endgame um this movie sets up the rest of the MCU as we know it. Even today, going into Black Widow and whatever we're going to get before, a lot of the seeds that we are getting were planted by this movie. Everything that happens now is a direct result of all the events in this movie. Every every major plot point that's not Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, factors from this. The stuff we get from Thor Ragnarok stems from this movie. Um, anything from a lot of the stuff in Ant-Man kind of stems from this movie and, and the Tony Stark stuff, anything, obviously civil war 
is well, when we get to that movie, that's a literally Avengers 2.5. That stems from this movie, Infinity War, and so on. Um, even the one of the things that I had in my notes, this was the first time. I'm not sure how in tune you guys were at this time, um, but the whispers of a Black Widow movie came from this movie, the scene where of uh, Scarlet Witch plays her mind games with her, and we start seeing a little bit of that. Um, of what is that thing called? The, KGB, the Red Room, I think. Well, KGB, but yeah, the Red Room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was when people first started asking Feige, like, is there a Black Widow movie in the works? And he would kind of play it off. He played it off for so many years um, and went back and forth with, with different things. But but now look, um, and I, f I wonder if that movie gets made without that little snippet or with obviously the fan demand after this movie, because that scene was so interesting to a lot of people. So everything that we talk about after, during this episode and after, give credit to Joss Whedon, Feige, everyone who worked on this movie, because it it, it goes down in the MCU after this movie. Yeah, I totally had some notes on that, Rashawn. Those are great points with how it, it really, truly does not get enough credit for laying the, down the roadmap for where we go from here. Usually Civil War gets a lot of that credit, but I think it, you're right. It, it stemmed back all the way to here, whether it is your Black Widow movie or what we see in Civil War, which leads to the problems that they have in Infinity War. So uh, this movie deserves more credit than it, I think it's gotten. Box Office obviously says otherwise. Um just kind of getting into some of our my bullet point notes here. Um, I do love that early uh, slow motion shot of all the, the superheroes side by side. I think that's nice to get it out of the way early. And it's like, all right, we're back in business, you know, almost picking up right where we left off. So I, um, I, I it was like, Go ahead. I was, it was almost like, let's get this out of the way early and not, not try to replicate that late in the movie like we did with the first one. Yeah, even though that was a different circumstance, and they, they did kind of come back to that moment when they're all kind of circled around the the, the reactor or whatever it is towards the end. So they, they kind of gave us another one, but I, I know what you're saying. Like they gave us that. All right, Avengers are all together. Like we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a strong punch. Um, but man, that that scene, even in theaters, I remember thinking like the CGI does not look that great in that in that opening scene there's mm -hmm. a lot of really like <laughs> questionable rubber banding stuff going on like i remember that being my first thought of the movie i'm like yo like th this action's awesome i love what they're doing with all this choreography but this doesn't look great luckily that's fixed very quickly i wonder if this was like a scene that they added late and they had to rush to like a third-party studio and it just didn't get the love that it deserved because it it does stick out i agree even i i think the better the the tv quality the the worst hundred <laughs> percent sticks out to yeah, me but i but i do remember having that thought in theaters like i remember watching like captain america yeah. on his motorcycle and specifically when he throws the motorcycle like none of the gravity kind of just worked for me and i remember sitting there like oh man i don't usually notice cgi in theaters because like you're at 24 frames per second and you're not really lo looking for that kind of stuff but it stood out to me then again they fix it it does it's not a it's not constant in this movie there's some awesome cgi later on and you never think about it again but weird note to start on for sure yeah, I, I can see right there. A funny thing about that scene too, um, again, really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because a funny thing, um, someone someone mentioned Agents of Shield earlier. Um, and this is at the time when I was like really into that show for better or for worse, just not even because I thought it was good, just trying to again see if if anything would ever pay off in a movie, which in a spoiler it never does. Um, but it's funny because it was always like a one-way relationship. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would always reference everything in the movies, the uh, Civil War stuff, um, 
Infinity War stuff, uh, Winter Soldier stuff, but it would never be the other way around. And it shouldn't have been the other way around either. No, the movies never should have acknowledged anything in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, but the thing with that scene is that the episode before this movie aired in theaters, I forget, they were the basically, long story short, Coulson and crew were trying to track down Strucker or something like that. And and then the final episode before this movie came out, they did. They found out where he was in Ultron. And I guess they wrote it to where it ties into Ultron. <laughs> to where the show wants you to be convinced that Agent, uh, that Coulson called in the Avengers. And that's what you see in that opening scene. The scene that episode ends with, all right calling the Avengers after they find them. So that just this proof that they tried so hard to write their way into the MCU, but it just never, never really worked out for, for the TV side. But this little fun fact. Rashawn, you better be careful with your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. You're going to make a light of mad. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> she knows my Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, tread lightly, my friend. But hey, I, I, hey but it, it, I'm, I'm laughing, but I thought that was really cool at, at that time because I watched that episode. I saw the movie a couple of days later. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And, yeah, I would, you know, I would appreciate that. I Like I, I said, I, I maybe got I tried, you know, I was into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm, I'm going to circle back at some point. I will. <laughs> um, I love, love, love the whole language thing with Cap. So good. And that he has a problem. That is a recurring thing throughout the movie that is hysterical to me. I love that they pick on him relentlessly for it. And I love that he knows that he's going to get picked on for it. Like, I can't believe I just said that. I think that's wonderful. That plays into his character a lot. Um, I love the way that they operate, especially early in the movie. And I guess it's throughout the movie, but like, like it is a job. And Hawkeye even says that later on, like, this is a job. Um, for example, like Thor and Cap with the shield early on, like they're just kind of chit chatting, like they're at the water cooler. And then they just, <laughs> when all the soldiers line up, like it's great. That's such it's it's such MCU heart. I, I'm a big fan of that. I like early on how we get a contrast with Scarlet Witch where she's like creepy and dark and we don't know a ton about her and she truly is witch-like. And we see so they tried they tried going new like new mutant stuff for anyone that's seen like the new mutants trailers that were years old at this <laughs> point. Um it's very her from the post credit scenes he was in in this, it was very shades of that, just creepy. But it worked, though. Horror, like she, movie-esque. It didn't end yeah, up, yeah, like, it, worked. it didn't stick. Like they, they went to a different path, obviously, and it made a lot of sense, but it, it worked. I felt that kind of the, at least halfway through the movie, she was this, like, all right, she is the weird one, and she she's the one who's really going to tear this team apart. And, I mean, they, they committed, and I think they did a good job with it. Yes, they kept with her in terms of being how powerful she was. Obviously, as we saw in the later Avengers movies, um, like, she is no joke. She will mess things up. Uh, but I, what I'm saying is I like the contrast where she's super, super weird early on in terms of how she moves and how creepy she is. But as she turns towards the light, if you will, there's a little bit of that change. And I think you had to have that a little bit uh, as she becomes an Avenger. So that was probably a, a tough thing to accomplish where you had such a character like that and really needed to make her a part of the team later on. Um, Can I answer something? Yeah. Because I'm not sure you you may have this in your notes because again you're very detailed. But one thing that I love about that, that whole opening just destroying Strucker's base thing uh, is the scene where him and his min uh, his I'll call him his minion or his subordinate are talking, um, and he's like 
can our men hold them? And or the guy, he walks, he's like, what's going on? He's like, it's the Avengers. And then he's like, can our men hold them? And he's, the dude's like, it's the Avengers. What do you mean, can our men, like, can our men hold them? That, that, I find that hilarious. And then he was still convinced that his men could hold them. And yeah, that I love, like, there's a follow-up scene like, after that. He's like, he's like, all right, take no prisoners. We won't surrender. And he's like, all right, everyone no, draw back. And then we're going to surrender. So good. Was a, I love the like, set the little the comedic tone. That was like I mean the Avengers had a little bit of that with Tony like saying he wanted to find a hole and poke it and the the language thing too. But just yeah, the whole really awesome opening sequence. <laughs> yeah, they they knew what was going on there for sure. Um, my maybe my favorite line in the whole movie. It's early on and it just cracks me up. But it's from Thor. They're they're on the the ship just after this opening sequence. And the Hulk is having some issues, and he goes, "The gates of hell are filled with the screams of his victims." <laughs> and he just then he has he to backtrack it. All. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, no, but the screams of like sprained deltoids." <laughs> yeah, and like he's, I, I don't know if he says the word injured or hurt, but something like it's so funny how he tries to back off of it. Yeah. Um, I I put on here that it's you know it's obvious that Thor is really funny in this movie, but this might be the best Thor. I, I would say absolutely pre Ragnarok that we get because I was gonna like, say speaking of, of seeds. Speaking of 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 Thor, and I I was mainly thinking in my notes I had Hulk, but for Thor two to a lesser degree, um, this is the last time we see those two characters before they completely transform. More so Hulk, as as you know, we'll get into with future movies, but that's the last time we see those two characters in the the way that we knew them. You know, this was the last movie that we got those two as as they as they were interesting there. Yeah, that's that's a definite. Um, even uh, another funny line from Thor when him and Tony are there and talking about their their women, and he says Jane's better. Yeah, like he just, just doesn't know what else to say yeah. there. But well, she's better though. <laughs> really good. It's so great. Um, so this is something I want to get into a little bit with you guys. Um, I'm. We're gonna save my opinion. What do we think of Natasha and Bruce? Oh, I love it, man. And so, I never really understood the whole like the people kind of people kind of felt like it was abrupt in this movie. I felt like the chemistry was there from the first one a little bit. They didn't go too forced with it. Obviously, they had a lot to a lot of different characters, a lot of different stuff to juggle in the first one. I thought they did a great job, slowly, slowly setting the tone. Uh, the first scene, she does the the lullaby. That's really cool. Like, okay, there's a way to disarm Hulk. Oh wait, that's kind of you know. That's a relationship right there. And I thought that scene at the party, I love the whole party scene in general, but their little back and forth at the bar is so, so good. And it just reminds me how great of an actress uh, Scarlett Johansson is. She just crushes that. And I love that scene so much. And that that scene is what sold me on that relationship. I think she did such a great job. And even uh, Mark Ruffalo, too, kind of just being the nervous. Uh, how do, what am I supposed to say here? I don't really know what's going on. I loved it. Yeah, I love that he's clueless there. I think that's that's really good acting there. Uh, Rashawn, what did what did you think of them? Uh, I remember coming out of the movie. I was, I was, uh, I'm indifferent. I was indifferent, and I think I still am. I agree with John though. That scene, uh, the party scene with those, that was great. That was that was great. Um, if anything sells me on it, it was definitely that scene. But overall, especially first time watching this movie post Infinity War Endgame, um, officially knowing that it never really goes anywhere after this movie. Um, it just makes me more indifferent. Again, I was already indifferent before, but it it doesn't 
increase the movie or doesn't decrease the movie for me at all it's just okay like yeah. that was a thing and well, move on it's a life you know life you the know. one thing i'll speak to is like it doesn't go nowhere because it's a plot hole or because they couldn't figure it out it goes nowhere because it couldn't go anywhere i think they do a really good job of showing <laughs> us that like yeah man like these i mean yeah in fairness they couldn't go anywhere because the the universe was on the brink of destruction there was no time to think about petty Hey, you didn't. You just left me like a couple of years ago for an aircraft. Like, what's up with that? It was no time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. I thought actually, um, in hindsight, now looking at at their relationship, that it kind of makes sense. It sinks in for me, and I I see it. I did not care for it at first. I was like, this feels forced. It felt out of nowhere. But again, in hindsight, it, I can kind of get there. The scene that sold it for me is the scene at Barton's house where like Banner just comes out of the shower. They're having a conversation and they're really both vulnerable there and honest. And that like gives me goosebumps to the point where they're talking about running off together and just like being apart from the Avengers and leaving that life behind. Um, But the vulnerability, especially with how Bruce says like, I can't have this. I can't have the family that I think you want. And she talks about, the the really even to a a bigger degree than what we see uh with her flashback sequence where we're we're seeing her uh train and go through the ceremony when she explains it and talks about it that is just hauntingly beautiful because that's a really big deal for someone to talk about that to not be able to have kids that's a very serious thing and the way that they just connected with how they were both really very similar people um even though they had really they're really different at the same time. I thought all of that was, was really, really special. And again, it goes back to their, those actors and actresses uh, chemistry together with Ruffalo and ScarJo. Like that doesn't happen with, without those two there. And it kind of does get picked up again, almost slightly a little bit. Like we see the seeds of regret in Thor Ragnarok when he sees her, her video come up on, uh, on the, the aircraft. And then we also see, um, Infinity War, the first time they see each other, there's an awkwardness. That's You can feel it in the air. So it wasn't completely abandoned, but it was um, it was a good thread. So like I said, at first I thought it was out of place, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, the I had strings, but now I'm free is, if you didn't know, it's from 1940 Disney's Pinocchio, which is a, a nice tie in there. Um, there's a few references that are, they're not really references, but they're almost like, pre-easter eggs i call them like they were little details that as rashawn said here hey there's a lot that happened on in the mcu after this and it all stems back from age of ultron um a, a little detail like ultron talks a little bit too long when he first meets the avengers and thor basically has enough and destroys him that's exactly how it happens when thor destroy uh finally chops off Thanos's head in Endgame. Like, look at the scene side by side. That's kind of a funny nod. Uh, Tony actually says, quote unquote, the Endgame in this movie. Um, there's Wakanda references, not just with the tattoo and the vibranium, uh, but with Ulysses' claw. Like, this, think about that. We get that character, uh, you know, just a few movies later on. Um, and I also put that uh, as a side note, this was a, a big year for Andy Serkis, right? We had him in this movie, and then we had him as Supreme Leader Snoke in uh, Force Awakens just uh, about a half a year later. Um, what, did, what did you guys think about the flashback slash fear sequence? So I'm talking about when uh, Scarlet Witch is in all of their heads. Specifically, we've got Natasha, Thor, and Steve. 
I think there's a little bit of a contrast to all three of them. But how did you think that was delivered? Why don't we start with John? Uh, I think overall I like it. It makes a lot of sense, and I like the way it kind of like shows how truly powerful Scarlet Witch is, if not physically, just like, and she can really get in your head, and that, that's a dangerous thing for someone who's for people are, that are this powerful, right? Um, I think the only one that really kind of missed for me was Thor. I don't, I, I just, I just feel like I didn't really connect with that flashback, and obviously in hindsight, the, his little uh, sequence that we get later in the in the the pond or whatever, and his flashback make a lot more sense. But I remember seeing the movie and just being like, the Thor one I could I could have done without or. I just I was kind of taken out of the rest. I thought were were really really well done and really interesting. Gave great development for all those characters, stuff that we've never seen before, stuff that we got to go back to, like with Cap and the forties and with Peggy. I thought it was a great way to kind of just uh, expand on characters and kind of go back to some old stuff too. I thought it was cool. Rashawn, what do you think of everything that went on there? Agree with everything he just said, and the recipe to making the Thor scene better. He should have just kept Loki in it. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> word <laughs> yeah they they should have done that um i think i agree with john too about the the thor portion it was like okay whatever and i didn't really feel like a strong love for that character just yet at that time in the mcu but seeing ragnarok where is asgard is just gone and then the beginning of infinity war like it really holds a lot of weight like he, he kind of led them to hell right in in a way and he was king and that was the end of their people in in a sense as well as uh, their home. So that that kind of holds weight here. The way I broke it down was Natasha's is a flashback to a really dark time in her life. Thor's is a really bleak future. And Steve's is all about missing out. It's the fear of missing out, right? It's fear and regret. Because like, uh, we see him with Peggy at this old style event that's going on and old you know music from Steve's original era. But then all of a sudden, all of it's gone. But he's still there which is symbolic, right? Because he, he had the super soldier serum and he was able to live through all of it. But all those people, all those events, the music, the even the hall, like that's all gone. Like, unfortunately, he outlived all of it. I thought that was a really nice uh, nice touch. Like they really understood Steve's Steve mindset there. I love the Hulk uh, buster battle. I thought it was fun. And mostly because of Robert Downey Jr. Uh, because of all of his banter there. It's really fun. Like when he's yelling at him to go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. So uh, he even apologizes at one point. <laughs> he's, well, he's he scared. says, how quick can I this building? You know? yeah. And uh, I never noticed <laughs> that. I that. Only... Go ahead. It's great. Was I the only idiot prior to release that thought that that was when that first, when I was in the first teaser trailer that thought, oh my God, Hulk's got an Iron Man suit. I don't remember thinking that. I don't. I don't know. That's probably one of the only idiots. That <laughs> Maybe I don't know. But uh, I loved uh, like upon rewatches, they they plant that Veronica seed kind of early on, where Tony and uh, uh, Banner are in the Avengers Tower, and he, he mentioned something about Veronica, and and Banner's like, "Hey, don't hate. I uh, I helped design that. Like, don't don't threaten me with that. That was my idea too." And like when we first watched that, we had I mean maybe some comic book guys knew what that was, but I had no idea what Veronica was. And to see that kind of come out of no, nowhere, I think like, that, that was that was super cool. Yeah. I, I love that whole scene. Yeah, it's really good. I same thing, John. Even yesterday, I was like, Veronica, Veronica, what am I missing? Did yeah. I forget something already? And then you know, twenty minutes later or whatever, half hour, I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, I, of, I forgot about it. In terms of connective tissue, that scene, I mean, it, it gets solidified with the end of final battle on Sokovia, but that scene probably single handedly started the first drafts of the Sokovia Accords. Oh, yes. yeah, no doubt. Single handedly. No doubt. Like they that that battle single handedly did it. Again, it was solidified with 
the final battle and they had to drop the, the entire city I mean, but that scene right there this ooh. whole thing in general i mean like this 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 world threatening event was their fault this was tony and banner's fault like there's nothing in this film that paints the avengers in a good light other than the fact that they eventually get everything everyone out of it with minimal casualties but i mean well i guess not too minimal when we see what happened in sokovia in civil war but i mean this was all their fault this was when like this is unchecked power uh, we, we that theme is present throughout this film and whether it's hulk is i mean this little twist in his head this is the world we live in apparently this can happen that little twist in his head and this guy can destroy an entire city tony stark unchecked power he he designs this and create this crazy ai and didn't even think he succeeded and then all of a sudden it's now the world threatening i mean it's it was a, i thought well, this back was, to iron man too they already wanted his stuff to begin with exactly that goes back so to that's he was planted too yep for sure <laughs> so that's always already been planted now we kind of see like what everybody was worried about because everything comes to fruition and I, that's one of my favorite thing. My favorite themes about this movie is that everything goes wrong for the Avengers, and this does set the precedent for Phase Three and probably eventually even Phase Four. Or Civil but, War tissue, connective tissue as well is oh, the, yeah. the 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 farmhouse scene with um, and this is one of the scenes I referenced this in one of the first episodes, but finally get to talk about it now. The scene with Cap and uh, Tony when they were um, chopping up the wood. And Tony's like, listen, I don't trust the guy with the dark side. And then Cap's like, maybe you just haven't seen it yet. And then you get them going at it with the uh, when Cap tries to stop them from creating another super, super uh, AI life form thing. Uh, you see, obviously, physically they were going at it. But in terms of the ideologies and wars with words, you start you saw that. Um, with the uh, with that farmhouse scene, and how cool was it to see Chris Evans, Captain America, just, just rev a piece of wood? Yeah, that, was, that was super cool. <laughs> Get a bigger shirt, bro! Like, come on, man, that thing is painted out. Yeah, run me yeah a it was Howard. it was crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's exactly what I had. This planted a lot of seeds for Civil War. With that, we saw like the terror of them cleaning up in the wake of that Hulkbuster battle, and obviously Sokovia right after that. So that that's very important. Um, I love the conversation between Clint and his wife and how he talks about the Avengers and kind of says they're his mess and she's protective and says, Hey, basically like you've got to come back and, and help out raise our family. But at the same time, she supports him being a part of the Avengers. I, I just, I thought that was really nice. This is a great movie for Clint Barton. Um, what did I, what'd you guys think of Nick Fury's presence in this movie? I'll, I'll go. Um, I, I I liked it. I think it and it wasn't forced too. Um, I think that uh, at the end there, when he comes in with the helicarriers, that was also very slick because that that was moments when I remember watching it. Um, and even still watching it, I'm like, oh, that's it. Oh, I guess <laughs> us people are gonna die, including them. And then yeah. he shows up impromptu right at that time. But also at the farmhouse, he comes in at that right point, right when they were at their wits' end and they thought they were beaten. Nick Fury coming in there with the with the words of wisdom for him. You know, he's not their director anymore, if you will, but still being there to make sure that they are on the right path. You know. Yeah, I, 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 this is another hindsight thing for me. Like at first, I was like, "What?" I thought he kind of like walked out a little bit, and they were getting away from him. But it only made sense in seeing what his role truly was here, and that he wasn't just automatically the guy. He was part of the glue that really, you know, kept things together as we get towards the end of the movie. 
but it it makes sense especially in hindsight seeing where things went now to me um so it's funny to see that contrast from when i originally saw the movie in theaters uh, again i just put spader is phenomenal ultron is like a stark equivalent with how snappy he is and just how they can even go back and forth with their banter because he created it. I think that's where, where people lose. That's uh, that I had that in my notes. People lose sight of that when they, I think when people get on the portrayal of Ultron in this movie, they outright say multiple times he takes, not, Tony created him, um, but the way that they did the process, he take he took on a lot of the elements of Tony Stark. When you, the way James, he's, again, he's such a great actor. Um, the way he even his mannerisms and his jokes and how witty he is are all Tony's there. It's all Tony Stark's and Robert Downey's mannerisms. Yeah. It's incredible. But it's the perfect amount of creepy too. Like that. I, I never lose that like super, super haunting undertone throughout anything he says. I mean, you even think of, of the scene with, uh, I forget the guy's name, uh, but the one from Wakanda who loses his arm, like that scene is incredibly creepy. Yeah. So, I mean, like that's like a, a kind of like a lighthearted scene. There's a couple of jokes and all of a sudden he just rips the dude's arm off. So, I mean, like that, that creepy, like, I don't really care what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get this done. Undertone is always there for me. However, however funny he is, he's, he's super creepy, man. He really is. He like he nailed it, and I—that's a prime example of this movie not getting enough credit. And it, him, you know, James Spader specifically, just delivers a near perfect performance. Like that is not easy to pull off, and his personality shines through with all those traits. And like uh, Rashawn said, the mannerisms—it's—it's it's truly amazing. Um, Hawkeye talking to uh, Scarlet Witch says, "If you step out that door, you are an Avenger." Love that whole sequence where he says, it's okay, you know, I'll send your brother back for you. But man, what what a leadership moment right there yeah. for a character like him in the Avengers, who even him and his wife kind of tongue-in-cheek are like, I, I'm a guy among gods. And like, just that leadership, man. And his lines throughout are really great, too. Even when he, he <laughs> uh, how he goes back and forth with Quicksilver and he even oh, yeah. says like, you know, I can end it right now. No one no, would know. No. Oh, last I saw him, all trying <laughs> to sit on him. But even that scene, like that scene you're talking about, where he's talking to Scarlet Witch, like he has that joke where it's like the city is flying and I have a bow and arrow. No, none of this makes any sense. Like it's just it's it's so it's so self aware, but really really good. I I remember coming out of this movie with with all the Hawkeye stuff. So what two things about Hawkeye? One. Let me know if you guys feel felt this. Maybe this is in your notes, Josiah. I feel like I was one of the only people in the theater and watching the movie that didn't think Hawkeye was going to die in this movie. Like, people were coming out of the theater like, oh, I thought he was done. I thought this was the movie. I'm like, I never understood that. I get that they showed his family and his and he, he took more of a stand. And it, was, it, it looked like it was almost telegraphed. But I never got the vibe that he was going to die in this movie. Did you guys feel that when you first, if you teleport yourself back when you first watched the movie? I don't remember thinking that. Um, I remember oh. hearing stuff in the lead up, I guess, where it was like, all right, you know, an Avenger has to die. 
he's the obvious choice kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I, I think I remember that vaguely, but I don't remember ever totally buying it myself. Yeah, agree. Okay. Especially I, watching I throughout the throughout the film. I feel like he had a bigger presence, but to me, he kind of like took Nick Fury's role in a way. Like he was kind of that backseat leader. Maybe not like, maybe not on the forefront telling Cap and Iron Man what to do, but like he was the one kind of pulling the strings and getting them to safety and coming up with a lot of different stuff. So, I mean, that was kind of my vibe and why he was more involved. Um, and his personality shined a lot more. They kind of just gave that character more opportunity to be on screen, which was much appreciated because I loved him in this movie. Like, spoilers, he's my pick for the best uh, best non-titular character. I'm claiming him right now. I, lo- I-, I love uh, Barton in this movie. You're a smart man, Jed. Yeah. You're a smart man. Taking it now. Yeah, so- he, uh, I remember so- that everyone was like clamoring. Maybe it was a little bit before this, but also definitely after this movie came out for a Hawkeye movie. Like that was absolutely a thing. And that was just, so I, that was actually my second point. I didn't want a Hawkeye movie. I wanted a Hawkeye series. I knew the Hawkeye movie wasn't really realistic, but I thought that you got I'm it. like, after this movie, I was, I feel like I was one of the few people out of the reviewers and people I was watching that were, you know, had their thoughts to say about this movie and people that thought Hawkeye were useless. And they made the joke in the beginning. Now, Oh, pretending that we really need this guy is, you know, weighing on the team or whatever. Um, I was like, man, like a Hawkeye series would be incredible. And at the time, two years before the show, I looked at DC and they made Green Arrow a hit show. I'm like, why the hell doesn't Hawkeye have a TV show? Um, so that was one, one of the main things that I took away from this movie. I'm like, Hawkeye needs a mini, even if it wasn't a TV show, a mini series. I, I even resulted going at long. I'm like, just give my man six episodes. Yeah, but to, to be just fair, just give him a crazy mission. This was before Disney Plus, and our only touchstone was Agents of Shield. Yes. And, and you yes. just thought you just gave us a whole dialogue about how they didn't even want to acknowledge Agents of Shield existed. So I don't think we were clamoring for a TV show just because we didn't think that they were focused and they would be fully into it. So like this remember, is MCU, remember, remember like, this. I think this aired the same year as Daredevil season one. That was another part of my thinking as well. I'm like, sure. you could do a Daredevil show for minimal money. This dude has just a bow and arrow. Just have him shoot stuff with it. Have him shoot <laughs> some bad guy out of the air, and that's in six episodes. Sounds great. Just have him shoot stuff with that it. That sounds <laughs> incredible, actually. Honestly, I'm very, very excited for that series whenever that surfaces. Uh, I know a few things have been delayed, obviously, with uh, what's going on this year, but. Uh, you know, sign me up. I yes, want full more circle, of full circle. I get my wish. You got Five your wish. <laughs> What's crazy is even at the time, Rashawn was like, you know, he should get his own series, and Disney should they should add just like this streaming service just for like, this ad and Disney. They should call it Disney Plus. <laughs> no, I'm not. It was crazy. He came up with it. I have great foresight. Not 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 that great foresight. <laughs> Not not for a tech from playing out a streaming service. I predict that castings in the MCU, but never, never not some now. <laughs> well, now everything you say is on film. So now you got to make these predictions for years for down the line. I'll, I'll, I'll say two that don't have anything to do with, with, with this, but just for food for thought for future movies. I promise you, I am not lying. I swear on everything, I am not lying. I said that... Uh, Chadwick Boseman should be Black Panther, and I also said Benedict Cumberbatch should have been Doctor Strange before they were ever cast. Wild. Those are those are the two that I that I said. I, uh, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, I was close. I would have liked. I wanted Emily Blunt. Brie Larson was in my uh, top three. Yeah, oh, a lot of people would share that sentiment. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I put uh, you know last thought on Barton that Tony says maybe I should take a page out of Barton's book. 
in in kind of like buying this secluded house, this farm. Yeah. Tony kind of does that, right? Like I mean, see he, him in Endgame with absolutely does that. It's, house. That that scene has a lot different nowadays. I mean, that that that's literally what he does. It's when you watch Ultron now, if you're not thinking of Endgame, it's like it, it's 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 a mirror image of of that life. It's it's super cool. He's got the family, right? He's got the the wife and the daughter. It's 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 awesome. I love 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 that reference nowadays. He, yeah, he said he's gonna take a page out of. He did it, man. Gotta love it. Uh, P- so, Pietro Maximoff. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, we were talking about death, and I put that. I think this death is tough, even though he's a new and relatively unestablished character. Um, man, that last quote. You didn't see that coming. That just hits so hard because it is playful, but it's like, oh my it's gosh! Cool. Like he, this, he gets it, and he like he captured the essence of what it was. To, uh, to be an Avenger in a very short period of time. And obviously that is a very, very important and heavy death for uh, the character that becomes Scarlet Witch over the, the movies that follow this. That means a lot as we see in her emotion on screen, how powerful she is, even just in her torment when she falls to her knees and just everyone around her is just gone. Evaporated. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think this this character death was really well done, and it could have been an easy plug and play. Like we're gonna kill someone off, but not someone from the main Avengers. But they really did it in a nice emotional way that had meaning on a lot of fronts. How did you guys think that that was done and executed? I agree. They made it matter, and I think that this character in general takes a lot of heat just because he's always compared to Evan Peters Quicksilver from the X Men movies, which is awesome. Maybe one of the best things about those X Men movies is is the Quicksilver. So I think people often give him the short end of the stick because he's not as good but i think i still think he's a great character i think the the development's there and i think like you said the death is is earned and they they set so many different angles up like the 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 banter with him and barton you just talked about a scene literally two minutes ago in the movie where barton was like talking about killing him and all of a sudden he literally dies right in front of barton he's like oh shit this kid just gave his life for me like and then the the effects that it has on scarlet witch and kind of the foundation for her character as an avenger yeah i think it's super well done Rashad, overall thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, for me, I definitely agree, especially uh, when the movie first came out. He definitely suffered from uh, from that syndrome of, yeah, Quicksilver, uh, Evan Peters' version was just that much better. Uh, you see something like that in the DCEU where Ezra Miller suffers from that, um, where no matter how good his Flash is, Grant Gustin's is better. and Nothing you can really do about it. Um, and I think that's the same thing here. Uh, and even putting obviously those X-Men movies to the side because they have been pushed to the side <laughs> and we haven't really thought about those in many years. Um, so watching this with a fresh lens again, I still don't really care for him that much, but the significance that he does have when you think about um, obviously his death and what that meant for Wanda's character. And then you kind of see even in Civil War, um, Hawkeye, he still continues to be protective of Wanda. Um, you see that you see that in Civil War, yeah, yeah, and you saw it in this movie too. And that it started in that scene, and it carries over. So where those two were always um, linked, and I think you still see it in Endgame. I think in Endgame at Tony's funeral, they're sitting together and they had a little scene. Yeah. I believe, if I'm remembering that correctly. Well, um, so it. But, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say that was kind of more so because they both had lost somebody. Like she had lost Vision, and he had lost. Uh... Natasha so that was kind of but you're right those roots are there yeah those roots are definitely there yeah and I think they're just their relationship the crux of it you know it started pre-death but really when you know Quicksilver does die that that's 
you know, it spreads to it. But besides that, character wise, he he wasn't, you know, wasn't was wasn't anti special. I like seeing them zip around and destroy robots, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think um even with him zipping around, like uh, they made it feel like it was a little bit earned because like he's out of breath a lot of times and it's like, hey, this actually takes energy. Like there's some thought. He's not just like this invincibly fast person. So I thought that was kind of nice. Um I, I kind of see your point too, Rashad. Like it's not a character that you could get super attached to. Uh, but I did think they found a, a nice middle ground with how impactful the the death ended up being. Uh, last two things here just for me. Um we almost got our Avengers assemble. And boy, was it worth the wait as we got to Endgame because it gives me chills. It is one of my top movie moments ever. Like i hard-pressed to find one that I, I, I like more than that. Um, and then we got uh, the first look at the Infinity Gauntlet, which uh, obviously was going to mean something very, very special just a few years later, three years later uh, to be exact. So, um, you know, that was nice to finally hear about it and talk about it and get all the references to the Infinity Stones. And we finally got... Uh, uh, the seeds of that. And I like I, with that too. You started getting the uh, obviously back to back movies. You got Thanos in some capacity now with Guardians and this back to back theatrical appearances. Um, but I also like how again, even leading up to that, when before Thor zips back to um, to Asgard, again, just his hot tub time machine moment. He saw the stones, but then he figured, all right, something's somebody, not just something, somebody is 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 orchestrating different events. Some some doesn't seem right. And you started seeing our, you know, that that purple, that purple Titan is slowly yeah. it, it was, cra- it's was crazy, but it is like <laughs> from like 2012 to eventually 2019, like waiting for the for the havoc that we knew Thanos was going to re- uh was going to have on on this universe i don't even know what analogy it's just like just watching like just the slow meteor coming like you barely yeah. saw it you check the next day it's like getting closer and then you check the next day like what the heck and the payoff so, was that so was good. always nice they crushed and the it. payoff and the and that was the key yep they could have met the payoff could have been, been so bad all-time disastrous but it was all-time uh uh great as, Man, as i just want to get to i just want to get to we should watch like three movies next week guys let's just let's just triple up let's get there i'm so pumped well here's a here's the thing <laughs> that, that i thought after this that i didn't uh because again my first rewatch this is my first rewatch of ultron even before since since before infinity war came out but i guess if you're really really a casual fan I was always the met of the mindset that you can't. I still think you can't. I guess if you're super casual, you can just watch all the Avengers movies and not know what's going on, but just be content. You can watch one. You can then come and watch two. It works. I, I know we think that Civil War is an Avengers movie, but you could technically skip that because it's a Captain America movie. With that end credit scene, you could just boot up Infinity War and be like, oh, the guy, he's Something, there. Exactly. He's, he's here now. You don't know the context. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know why. Like just, Tony and Steve have their, yeah. you know, they're falling out, whatever. Yeah. But like for, you're right for the casual fan, like these four movies work. Right, there, there's tons of. Context I feel like you missing. can't watch all four back to back to back. And if you're if if you do have the time, you add Civil War and you're okay. But that yeah. end credit scene because that 
it, the movie ended and on Disney Plus it recommended Infinity War and I just sat there I'm Dude, like I can't even tell you I guess you do it but <laughs> how many times throughout this whole MCU reviewed I've just like fought the urge to rewatch either Infinity War or Thor Ragnarok or even Endgame I'm just like yo I want to watch Endgame right now but I can't do it I have to keep it fresh I have to go week to week I, I yes. want, I'm like I'm so committed to this just doing it naturally and it's been it's been a bummer sometimes it's been hard to stay on on task for sure, and I, I truly, like I said, I really, to different degrees, love all of these movies, but there are certain ones, whether it was Ragnarok or Infinity War, I'm just like, maybe I should just watch the opening of Infinity War, <laughs> you it. know, just just see what happens, but no, I can't, I Not can't do to. it, because I'll just watch the whole thing. <laughs> um, any, any notes that you guys wanted to go over before we go on to favorite uh, non-title character that John already One more to? funny one. Um... In this, I, you can find this picture online. I'm sure you, you guys are nerds. You've seen this picture. Um, but when this movie first came out, and we go back to the first scene when they have that, you know, that that scene when they're all together and they're about to, you know, kick some, you know, some butt there. Uh, that scene, there's a there's a Photoshop version of that scene that went viral way back way back when, and you can still find it now, where it has Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man photoshopped in that. Oh, man. And I just find that so coincidental because two movies later, we got him. We well, got not Andrew Garfield, but we got we got Spider-Man. That yeah, was, I mean that we, was crazy. I think we were all waiting with bated breath at the end when they're when they're announcing the new Avengers. We're all just waiting for Spider-Man to swing in because those rumors had been full force at that point. We're all just like. All right, are they going to do there it? There was a rumor in the first Avengers that the post credit scene was supposed to be Oscorp and oh. by, you know, in the background by, uh, by Star Tower. I had heard that, that the, the, the specifically the scene that I'm talking about, that final scene where they're doing the Avengers, they tried to get that deal done with Sony in time for that to happen, for that to be like the one big, like, final payoff for the movie, and then it just ends, and then they have to explain I it later. I can't even imagine what the theater was. I would have lost it. I don't, I don't oh know how real gosh. that is, but that could just be a fan theory, but I've heard that, that they tried to get him in that final swing, but they couldn't get the deal done, so he comes into, into Civil War. I believe wholeheartedly they were trying to get that deal done for a while. So I, I, I buy that. Um, I think also like maybe aside from that, it would have been really hard to introduce him there in that, that scene because like that would have, you know, that would have been all over the internet. Yeah. You just right? like, that would have been, been a terrible little spoiler. I don't know. I think that, that, that would have been that cool. Anything. I, Cause I honestly I don't feel know. like I that, think it would have been tough. I think that final scene's a little empty. I'll be honest. When I was left with that, I'm like, Damn, those are, those are the Avengers now because we're left with rumors that Tony Stark's con- or that RDJ's contract is done and this was his last movie and stuff like that. And they kind of give you that that out like a lot okay. of their contracts were up at exactly. That time, so yeah. there was a lot of renegotiations. That's kind of why the way like Iron Man three was almost definitive for him. So like when they give us that that new class of Avengers and we just have like War Machine and Scarlet Witch who we barely care about yet, and then Falcon who's had like a cu- couple of cool moments. It's like hmm. What are they going to do here? Like, this is this is what we got now? I, I kind of felt a little empty there. I think that they... I almost am convinced they were planning something bigger, but just couldn't get it done. They could have been. Um, I did read that the other thing they were looking to do there um, was have Captain Marvel fly in, but they had not yet signed an actress on. Jesus, um, they were really early. Yeah. Uh, so that was another push that I, I had heard. So that, that would have been... All of it would have been incredible. Um... The, the, how they talk about the hammer too at the end is kind of funny with being worthy. I think this is something I forgot to mention. Oh, Otherwise, wait, yeah, that was thing. Yeah, it's a, it's you know, the hammer, hammer going up in the elevator. And, oh, and it's Steve's not worthy. Like, 
<laughs> elevator's not worthy. It's just it's funny how they go down that rabbit hole together. Great, great uh, banter there. But my my last thought watching this was so we all know this is the party scene, you know, cap tips the hammer. What do we think is the defining moment that made him worthy? He wasn't worthy at that time. So between that scene and Endgame, he did something that made him worthy. Did the Russos not say that he was and he just didn't want to hurt Thor's feelings? I thought that they came out and said that. that, Is that the novelization canon? This is afterwards, obviously, but... the, like in the last year and a half or two years, I or since Endgame, I think they said that. Yes. But Rashawn, oh, the theory wow. before that, I agree with you. Like where it was fun, where there was a debate. Um, oh my gosh, what was it? It, it had something to do with Civil War that would have made him worthy. Was that was say, like, he the right side, saving Bucky did. or something like that. I, I've heard both ways. I, I think that I think that the Russos are definitely Not killing kinda... Tony when he definitely oh, could have in that. It scene. was it was telling Tony the truth, telling oh. Tony uh, confessing that he knew about the his, um, his mother's death yep. and, and Bucky's role in it. Yep. That's that's what the theory was. Yeah, I think that um, the Russos were definitely just backtracking cuz like we just talked about that scene at the end like he clearly still cares about what being worthy means and he's still a little ticked off that he wasn't cuz the elevator's worthy so that banter shows you that like he he couldn't pick it up, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun to go back and look at, and and Hemsworth nails that. So he's so <laughs> scared. Uh, that because my, my thought was that he definitely became worthy somewhere in Civil War. I just didn't think. I just didn't think of you know was it was it him not killing Tony when he could have and sparing mm-hmm. a, 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 another mortal man? Was it was it the Bucky thing telling the truth? You know, you can speculate on. I believe that was that was kind of the theory for a while, and he could have lied and just been like, I didn't know, just to try to preserve both. You know, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to get to Civil War. We're almost there. I so adore that movie. Uh all right. We we kind of started with John's here. Rashawn, why don't we go with favorite uh favorite character really? Be- because there's a there's a lot to choose from. Uh well I I'll still play by the way. I'm not gonna pick an Avenger because that's cheating. Um I-, I think for me it would it would have to be Ultron. Um especially since uh, Hawkeye is taken. Uh, Yeah, I'll go with Ultron just because, again, I think the more I think about it, um, I know people complain that his origin story was rushed, but at the same time, the movie was already two hours and 20 minutes and second, but what what more did you want? He's a robot. Like, what more did you, origin story did you want? Um, That was was a common complaint when the movie came out Um, and that they felt that that scene with him and Jarvis was rushed or whatever. Ah. Humbug. I don't believe that. Um, I, I think it was fine. I love James Spader's portrayal. The thing that I mentioned about the way that as an actor that he was still able to portray Robert Downey and Tony Stark's mannerisms into the character, taking on the notes that, hey, he's taking on a lot of Tony's, some of Tony's personality as well. I think that was brilliant. I like that they just didn't go, again, classic comic book or even the Avengers TV show style where I am Ultron. I will destroy planet Earth and Ant-Man. You will not. You know, I'm glad they didn't go that because if, if they would have went that route, people would have been complaining this movie would be perceived worse than it is. Um, so people that say they want that, I believe you're lying as well. Um, I, I like that they added the MCU touch to it. It works. He's a perfect combination of, of a darker villain um, mixed with that comedic tone. And I think, unfortunately, just what it suffered from, especially only a couple years after Avengers, was he better than Tom Hiddleston as Loki? No. And I think that's just what it came down to at that time. You know, people just thought he wasn't better than Loki, so they didn't like the portrayal. 
Um, but in combination between the portrayal by James Spader, um, the way the character was written, um, it was great. It'll never happen, but I, I'm one that I would not mind Ultron coming back in some capacity. You know, in the world of comic books, is anyone really dead? No, they're already talking about Robert Downey Jr. Maybe will come back one day as Iron, as Iron Man. Um, so no one's ever really dead, especially not an AI robot. They could make anything. Um, but yeah, I would definitely love to see Ultron again. But even if not, which we probably won't, uh, it was it was great. I I, I loved it. I will say that to quote Luke. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, your quote. I want to hear your you quote. Go. No, you go. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say uh, to quote Luke Skywalker, "No one's ever really gone." There you go. See, that was yeah. a better that was yeah. a better bow tie than I had. Um, no, I wanted to talk more about Ultron. I think that like I think it's. I'm not going to disagree with anybody that they say that Loki's a better villain, but Ultron's my favorite for sure. I think I like Ultron the best. I, I, I could see every argument in the book that Loki's a better villain. He carried the he carried Avengers one more than Ultron carried Avengers two, and maybe objectively he was just a well uh, a better written villain and stuff like that. But I like Ultron better. I like his creepy tones and I love his jokes. And I, I personally, I'm I'm a more of an Ultron fan than a, a Loki fan. And I like that they also add, they gave him some some form of a heart also um one thing i have in my notes is that he truly did care about the maximums he cared about them he was upset when they when they bailed on him yeah. he was like wait no guys wait. He, like this. he yeah, felt was... some type of way and then and he gave him one more chance he told he's wanted like please don't do this like they actually and, I, and again i think that's why some people probably he's supposed to be an ai so i'm supposed to have emotions but again for the mcu tone that they did and the way that they wrote it, it it worked for me and i liked that they added it and on the flip side you know that's more of his heart from a love standpoint i guess quote unquote um but even again you see with Alyssa's claw he was pissed off that anyone compared him to tony stark he was genuinely upset about that and that but and that riled him off. up yeah, then he cut someone's arm off because Ooh, of it. So sure I, I love that they that they gave the character dimensions like that. Where again, and this is the most interesting version of Ultron we ever gotten. Because I'm telling you, if you tell me that the comic and that Marvel Avengers TV show version are better than this version, I don't know what you're smoking, but maybe I should have some of that because uh, <laughs> it is not the case. I love what they the layers that they added to to Ultron uh, this time around here. Yeah, I think. Uh his emotion in in that setting is truly awesome i love that he quotes tony stark constantly like even ulysses is like i know that that quote uh, um it, yeah just everything you said is great about it um black widow is actually the character for me i am going to choose an avenger um love the two you guys had those are probably my runner-ups but uh black widow all i could think about throughout this entire movie was i cannot wait to finally see black widow in her own movie like it's gonna be wonderful if we ever get it at this point. Uh, but that being said, I just um, I feel like Scarlett Johansson really like took this character to a new level in this one. She got I think our probably her most screen time uh, that I can recall. Uh, maybe maybe not with Winter Soldier, but it, it's up there regardless. She had a lot of really nice emotional moments that really really made you feel for this character. Really made you understand her. Uh, her reason for doing what she does, even seeing how close she is with uh, the Bartons and she's Aunt, Aunt Natasha, right? Like, I, I love all of that. And she's like, they need her. She, every one of these Avengers, these original six, they need all of those puzzle pieces for this to work. But at the, the end of the day, even though they say that 
um, her character and Bruce Banner are monsters. Like they're the maybe two of the most human of the six, and uh, I think they they contrasted that very nicely. John, did you have anything else to say about Hawkeye? Seeing that that was your character, no, we we went through it all. I think he had a really cool uh, stand up performance in this. I thought that his screen time was very surprising, but it paid off well. I thought his comedy was great, and I really did feel like he was the kind of like the Nick Fury, the the behind the scenes leader of this this film. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Now, before we get here uh, to the end of the show, before we talk about our fantastic giveaway for merchandise as well as the rankings uh, to see where Age of, Rol- uh, Age of Ultron ranks on our MCU list so far, um, just real quick, if we haven't mentioned it, what is that moment? That one moment, maybe it sticks out for you, that's uh, pretty exciting. Uh, maybe you think it's legendary. Maybe there was a funny line. I know we covered a lot of it, uh, but does any one of those criteria stick out to you at all? Uh, but I will go first just to give you guys a, a second here. Uh, I think, honestly, there I could pick a lot. But for me, I truly love uh, just the uh, party scene when they're all hanging out and trying to pick up the Dang hammer. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think anyone was going to pick that. That's the clear um, But I'm happy I did go first now. So, yeah, I love all of that. I love that Maria Hill is there, and she's like... <laughs> Steve said a bad language word. I love that line. That's all great. That's her best line in the entire <laughs> series. Like that is so the delivery. Smolders, man. She's like half. She's half in her sip. She's like she said a bad language word. It's so so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I even love Kobe and uh, right when Ultron comes through and they're all kind of like slowly, like all the Avengers are really. I wouldn't say frightened, but they're like, oh my gosh, what's edge. going yeah, on like here? It's super. It's so when, creepy when, when she pulls her weapon. Like she has like this, I don't want to be here kind of thing, but this is going to go down yeah. moment. My job. I love that. Here we like, go. Kobe Smolders, man. I, I'm a big fan. Uh, but yeah, that, that whole sequence is great. Even a little bit before that with, uh, we haven't mentioned it, Stan Lee. Uh, going, you know, <laughs> come on, Blondie. <laughs> uh, that's that's, that's maybe, I always say this after every episode, maybe my favorite Stan Lee moment from the, the MCU. <laughs> so lots of good stuff happened in that sequence there. I, I'm just doubling uh, down. John, you feel the same way. I think, I'm, right? I'm doubling down. That's yeah, fine. that's. I mean, yeah, tri- I, I think triple, it's worth pointing out. Triple. I think it's worth pointing out the house scene for very similar reasons. One of my notes that I, we didn't explicitly say, but we kind of touched upon, is like we see the Avengers in very, very human situations in this film. And both of those scenes, the house scene uh, with Clint Barton's family and the party scene, we see them in just very human, like relaxed roles we don't really see that often especially not all of them in the big screen right not together we see them in some of these kind of like one-off movies where they're kind of just doing their own thing but to have all these people in a room like at that party scene trying to pick up the hammer or just having a couple of shots or the flirting scene at the bar which is i think is so good or then fast forward to the to clint's house they're all just kind of chilling and they're like uh what this guy has a wife thor just stepped on some legos like that's super funny I, I just love yeah. the. I, I just love how they humanize them, and even even though you know some of them aren't human, but that I think both of those together just kind of fit in. Is like that's super different. Uh, Ultron is really the only movie that does that out of the four Avengers movies. They give us these these very very day to day situations for these gods to be in. Yeah, Clint. Um, even his wife saying, "I know all of your names" to the superheroes. So funny. And then um, in the kitchen, like blink and you miss it. But it's great when Hawkeye you know, throws the bullseyes uh, with the three darts and he just kind of does this, you know, and uh, Iron Man looks over at him. Yeah. 
it, it's so perfect. It, it, it's so great because I feel like a lot of other movie studios would have made that such a moment to focus on, and it would have been like in a trailer. But this, it was just so quick. And if you were paying attention, you're like, oh, that's very, very good. Uh, Rashawn, you said you're tripling down on that. Triple, yeah. Gotta love it. it. There's, it's without moments like that, and without this movie, I think a lot of the stuff we see in Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame is not as meaningful. It's, it's just Especially not because War. Yeah, we get a lot of depth here. Or I would even argue Endgame with Barton's family. We know how much that family means to him now, as it should. And that's that's what we get uh, because of this movie, which, again, is often, I think, panned among fans. Uh, we're going to talk quickly about our giveaway. So, again, our presenting sponsor, Fantastic, led by Del Reed and the wonderful beings over at 26 Shirts. Go to 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. Uh, you can check out their merchandise proceeds from every sale. They sell pop culture t-shirts, go to a charity uh, or a family or individual in need. They have sold just uh, or donated just shy of $800,000 to date to those charities and families. Uh, just incredible people doing incredible things, not just in Western New York, but uh, really all around the nation as they've built up quite a nice community. So we're thankful to them and all they do. Uh, John, what, uh, what do we want to do for a giveaway for for this episode? Uh, so last week was Guardians. We did Twitter. So that's kind of where we've been starting things. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So this week's going to be Facebook. So each and every week, uh, the awesome folks at 26 Shirts. We missed Dell today. I love. I can't wait to hear what he thinks about this. I can't wait to see what he's talking about on Twitter. So follow him to see to see his take on this episode too. Uh, but they, they've been super, super awesome. And they've been sponsoring the show and giving away one shirt per week. So we've been doing different giveaways. Um, I think, yeah, like I said, Facebook's going to be this time. Uh, this episode will post... We We've been a little bit out of order here because we had a couple of vacations, so we're recording this usually the day that it posts. I'm going to try to get this up tonight. Um, so yeah, Monday the 20th. So I'm going to try to get this up tonight, and I'm also going to get the, the Facebook post up tonight too. So you'll see clearly this is the giveaway post. Uh, super, super simple instructions. Leave a comment. Uh, Facebook, I've been getting kind of creative and just kind of asking some very uh, MCU-related questions just to drop a quick comment and have some fun with it. So We'll see what we come up with tonight, but we are giving away, yet again, another shirt, facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. You'll see that there. Thanks again for uh, our awesome sponsor, Fantastic 26 Shirts. That was the, the time, guys. We're going to get to ranking this thing. We've been ranking this uh, each movie as we go through. This is number 11, so we're getting close to the halfway point. We've done very well. We missed a few weeks there just with vacations, but we're, we, we kind of made it up a little. So we're making up some ground. Very excited to see where we, we rank this. I do have a prediction in my head, which I'm not going to share till after, for where I think John will rank this. Rashawn, I'm not quite sure. I, a little bit of a wild card. Um, and I think when after am I our, not a wild card? True. No, I... <laughs> Sometimes I know some, some, or I think I know, I should say. Uh, but with this one, I've got a pretty good idea of where this is going to go. I'm, I needed this discussion to help me flesh it out. I'll tell you that because you could tell me, uh, you know, between a few numbers on this list where you would put it and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But, um, I've, I've ironed that down a little bit. No pun intended there. Uh So, uh, John, why don't uh, why don't we get going? You you take the mic here. Yeah, I've, I've got the rankings up, so you can see our, our official rankings uh, thus far. We've got number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, The Avengers. Number three, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Number four, Iron Man. Number five, Iron Man three. Number six, Iron Man two. Number seven, Captain America: The First Avenger. Number eight, Thor. Number nine, Thor: The Dark World. Number ten, The Incredible Hulk. Now, before we place this somewhere, I want to hear your guess. Where do you think I'm? Where do you think I have it? Where's your starting point for me? You want to hear now? Yeah, because who cares? We're getting. I, I, I'm not going to react. I'm just oh, curious to see. Point? Where? No. Where do you think okay, I would so have I, it? 
Because you're confident. It's you okay, confident. where you would have it. Yeah. Okay. I think you would have this after Avengers and before Winter Soldier. Okay. Where do you think we should start with it? Let's get it popped up here. That's my guess. I think we, I think we should start... Above Cap, uh, the first Avenger? <laughs> Above Captain yeah, America, Yeah, I think right? so. Well, I think we're all That's agrees. where I would go. Right? I'm getting a little scared that we started this a little. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, me too, I guess. I don't know. Okay, so we, we all think it's better than Cap, the first Avenger. We all think it's better than Iron Man 2? Yes. Yep. This is where I'm worried about Josiah. Do you think it's better than Iron Man 3? Yes. Yes, I do as yes. well. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to. Oh, I could wait. All right, so that's an automatic. I could wait. I just wanted to see Rashad get mad at me again. So that means it's, that means Josiah thinks it's better than Iron Man 1 because he thinks 3 is better than 1 somehow. Um, Rashad, do you think Ultron is better well, than Iron is. Man 1? Oh. This is big because I do. So it's up to you, man. This is your vote. Actually, no, it's not. No, you know, Josiah, no, your, your vote doesn't really matter. But yeah, I'm, I, no, I'm curious, though. Do you think this is better than Iron Man 1? Age of Ultron. This definitely, <laughs> definitely better than the first, uh, than I remember it. Um, last time I saw it was three years ago. Wow. Iron Man 1 set up everything. It gave us everything. Yeah, sure did. But again, when I just talked about when it comes to setup, this movie did, you know, did that for the rest of the MCU. I appreciate it more now that we have seen the end result of Endgame and Infinity War. And it's an Avengers movie. It's just more fun. Yeah, let's go above Iron Man. Oh man. All right. So we're sitting we're sitting at number four below Winter Soldier. So as you struggled with that, I'm gonna assume you would not put this above Winter Soldier, right? Rashawn, I'm talking to you, of course. No, it's it's yeah, yeah, it's never been above Winter Soldier for me. Okay. And in fairness, even though before you go, it was never above any of our top three, even though my top three would be different in order, for me, it was never better than any of those top three. So it would have stopped there for me regardless. The debate in my mind was this or Iron Man one. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Josiah, better than Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yay or nay. Yay. Yay as well, baby. Moving on up. I agree. Yes. So yep. we're we're at three. Oh man! Now this is gonna be now, so mad at us. Yeah, I can't wait. Spoiled it. No, it, wait, I mean, who's gonna be mad at us? Everybody. The community. The whole Geek world. Community. The whole oh world. yes. Everyone is like mad at us for having Winter Soldier after Guardians and Avengers. Well, it's get it's, ready because it's, it's, it's gonna after, slide down the list with the movies that are coming. Our community, that means our community mm-hmm. likes me. So see, community. This is not me. I'm. It's not me. It's them. I'm, I'm sorry, man. But this list is me. this is your official list too, my friend. I'm sorry. Um, so Josiah, do you think this is better than Avengers One? Uh, no, no, I don't okay. either. So we're locked in at three. We, you and I agree. F- same as X Spot. Your guess was right. Yeah, right, right below Avengers is where I had it the whole time. I, I never had a doubt. I wasn't sure if you were going to be that high on it. I knew Rashawn was not going to put it above Cap. I didn't think he was going to put it above Iron Man One either. Just like based on preconceived notions, not actually listening to his opinion. Just a, just a guess. But yeah, so there we have it. We've got a new number three. Avengers: Age of Ultron uh, bumps Captain America: The Winter. Oh, Josiah's gone. And he's back. Audio listeners are like, what do you mean Josiah's gone? He's he's on his way back. There he is. The least amount of time ever. Yeah, that's great. I will say to the the community at large, Uh I will say, I will not get in an argument with someone that thinks Iron Man 1 is better. You see, I struggle with it. I will not. Again, anything, it's definitely top five for sure. Like, I'll argue with you if you think Iron Man 3 is better. Um, But I would say, and I 
technically. Wait, yeah, Joe, real quick, you're like, because you think Iron Man 3 is better than 1. Do you think 3 is better? Wait, no, you said it's not better. Than yeah, yeah. He, well, John, for me, but I do agree. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that Age of Ultron is better than all of the Iron Man movies. Okay, all right. All I wouldn't right, be uh, mad at all if anyone, like, Threw this in the middle somewhere of those. Yeah. Like I, 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 that's like I could get there for sure. But I I, yeah, I wouldn't be upset if someone said Iron Man one's better because I, I get it when you factor in again the, the significance that movie had. But I can't argue for anything else being better. So yeah. it depends on your yeah. filters, I guess. If you're looking at the fact that Iron Man one came out and when it did, what was it, two thousand eight, and it was such a good movie and it still does stand up. I mean, that if you're if you're using that filter, then the, the Iron Man one should be in your top five, right? But I mean, I'm I'm looking at these movies as they are and the way I feel about them as I rewatch them. And Iron Man one's great, but they yeah. they figured this formula out uh, as they go and they, they really improve on stuff. And I think Age of Ultron, I, honestly, man, Avengers and Avengers two, Age of Ultron are like one A one B for me. I think I think the first Avengers movie wins of course because it is they did pull off that ensemble they did do it so well and they, they they blew us away and maybe loki's story was a little bit tighter and had a little bit more meaning than uh, than ultron's did but for me they're so close i think that you have i think ultron does so much better i think there i think the i think where avengers one hits home i think it really really sticks the landing that that final fight is ridiculously epic with the space and tony coming through and it sets up his whole ptsd eric i think it i think it has a lot of bigger bigger tent pole moments but i think age of ultron does a lot of smaller stuff better so for uh, the reason that i think personally a lot of people have the original iron man so high on the mcu list uh is why i have avengers high on the list because i feel like it was so important and it set up so many things that it just, it had to be there. And like, you don't get these movies without it. Um, and I, that's how I look at like certain individuals who have Iron Man there. Like, Hey, it, it was, it, this was the godfather of the MCU. It started everything. And those are valid points, but that's, that's kind of how I look at Avengers. Cause I could almost argue that age of Ultron could be ahead of it. Like you could get me there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I still rank Avengers uh, just a, a touch higher than Age of Ultron. Yeah, same here. I mean, my, when I look back at Iron Man 1, my biggest problem is the villain. I think that, I think Joe Badiah Stane is, he's fun, he's whimsical, but he is very much a, a one-dimensional comic book villain and he does not have the, the kind of depth that Loki or Ultron do. And obviously you're missing those ensemble casts. So, you know that that's where Iron Man one. I, I recognize the first two thirds of that movie are phenomenal and they hold up to be like an incredible movie to this day. But the the final act of Iron Man one is where it's like, okay, you went down the whole comic book trope, and you know it's the first attempt. This is the first movie in the MCU. You kind of expect that, but it doesn't hold up compared to some of these insane blockbuster movies. Did you say Joe Badia, of course, I did. with a J. Yeah, Joe Badia you. staying. You're welcome. It's catching on. <laughs> I love it. Uh. Okay, so I want to hear. Like a, sounds like a little prick that I know. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> hey, that's kind Iron of an Iron Man, Man reference. I, I was gonna say Iron Man Two reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So I really do want to hear where the the listener, the the viewer, where you have this. Uh, so hit us up on this status at Facebook.com/slash/TheGeekiverse. Tell us uh, how different your list looks like, or if. It is accurate, which it is, you know. So, uh, again, Facebook.com slash The Geekiverse. We're going to wrap things up here. Uh, almost halfway point here. We, we've got, uh, as we mentioned, just a nice string of movies coming up here. We're in the middle of that. But uh, where can people argue with us on social media or 
say, hey, great job. You know, you guys really nailed that ranking. <laughs> uh, John, that's not going first. At all. I can't wait to get into this <laughs> no, but one. If, if they could if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, some people will, but some other fellow Geekiverse members are going to have a, have a field day with this, and I can't wait to hop into those those conversations. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Disruptoid. Uh, right now, talking about things, all things Ghosts of Tsushima. That, that game is, uh, is taking my life over, so that's all I'm talking about. And then baseball starts this week, too, so I'll be talking about that. So if you want those two things, follow me. If not, I don't know. Got nothing for you. Follow Rashawn. Rashawn, uh, we can do that. I threw you a softball. Uh, Twitch, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Alley oop, slam dunk right now. Uh, Twitch, uh, for video game streams and Twitter for all the stuff we talk about on here. True King Zero, come holla at your boy. You must do it. Uh, yeah, so we we all basically have taken a break from Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, so we could do this for you. So uh, hopefully you are enjoying that as well. We love video games at the Geekiverse. You'll enjoy our video game show, uh, Geeks Got Game, which is bi-weekly. That is on podcast form uh, across SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You mention it, it's there. Uh, also on YouTube.com slash the Geekiverse. I am at Josiah D. Leroy talking about very similar things to these fine gentlemen here. Next week, hopefully we'll have Dell back. If not, He'll he'll be there in there there in spirit is what I'm trying to say. We've got uh, Ant Man, so the nice uh, kind of comedic follow up here, a little bit lighter adventure. I think uh, this was a movie that I saw coming, and I was like, we're, we're still going on. This is how a lot of people felt about Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, really, this is going to happen? Well, we got it. We got a really really nice rendition from uh, Paul Rudd, and of course, you'll have to tune in next week to hear all of our thoughts on that. And of course, everyone's favorite non titled character is going to be Louise, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe you'll have to tune in. You have to tune in for Rashawn and John and Dell and Spirit. I'm Josiah. We'll catch you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in.